Welcome to the Modern Medicine Movement Podcast with Dr. Thomas Hemingway. Have you ever looked in the mirror and said to yourself, I thought I'd be healthier, in better shape, feel better both physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, and be further along in my life? If so, come on this journey with my dad as he explores all things health and wellness from a holistic, medical perspective, even as a classically trained physician. He'll share integrative strategies to optimize health and inspire you to join the modern medicine movement. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Modern Medicine Movement Podcast. Dr. Thomas Hemingway here and a big aloha. I'm looking out the window, guys. It's a beautiful day. The sun is shining. I can see the montaña in the distance. It's just beautiful. It's beautiful. I hope it's beautiful wherever you are this spring day. We're coming up on summer real soon, which heralds just a whole awesome season, right? Spring is awesome. I love spring. I love summer. I love winter. I mean, gosh, I I think I just love it all (laughs) because I can get my vitamin in in all of those seasons in all different ways. And for those that don't know, that's my vitamin nature. So anyway, welcome to the Modern Medicine Movement. So grateful you're here. Got a super exciting show for you this week. So pumped to share it with you. So grateful. And before I get into it, I wanted to announce some really cool news for you guys. I just wanted you guys to be the first to know that uh, as my birthday approaches in two weeks, I wanted to give you guys a little bit something for my birthday. Why not, right? (laughs) Who doesn't want a little something, right? So... Happy birthday to you guys, but no, to me, but I wanted to give you a little something special. So what I've decided to do in the two weeks leading up to my birthday is to give you guys $100. Isn't that cool? Off of my course coming up. So I I just released a course about a week, uh, I think coming up on two weeks now that I've talked to you guys a little bit about. Super awesome, natural course in which you can learn how to get healthy naturally No gimmicks, no weirdness, no weird dieting. In fact, you don't have to diet at all. You don't have to count things. You don't have to take notes of, you know, what you put into your mouth. You just got to, you know, abide by a couple of real simple principles. It's a natural weight loss and health course that's science-based. It has tons of data behind it, and it works. I've seen it work in many, many people over the years. And, you know, I've been a physician now for 20 years, and I've been really a health enthusiast most of my life. You know, ever since I was a kid, I was interested in health. And if you guys listen to my first show, I talked about kind of how I got interested in health and wellness. But anyway, I wanted you guys to have $100 off of my course for the next two weeks. So it's super awesome. I just uploaded uh, or updated the price for the next two weeks. It's a $197 course where, you know, you have tons of value there, but I've dropped that to only $97 for the next two weeks leading up to my birthday. So I hope you'll grab the course now when it's literally half price and you'll find tons of value there. There's like, ah, I forget how many hours and hours of content that's on there. So roughly 20 different video modules with an accompanying PDF that has, you know, both, um, you know, pearls of wisdom as well as lifestyle tips, you know, and and goal setting exercises. It has a pantry purge module where you can dump all that crap out of your pantry and replace it with good stuff. It's got a lot of 
awesome information in there, and it will lead you to a healthy life and also weight loss if you desire. So go jump over there and grab it while you can. Only $97 for the next two weeks. You can go to mastermind.com, and you can just start typing in my name in the search bar. Literally, after you get three letters of my last name, Hemingway, you just type in H-E-M, and you're going to see that course pop up. So click on the link and click at the bottom to purchase, 97 bucks, and that will be there for the next two weeks at this half-price offer just for you guys. So I was so excited to share that with you. I just think I want this to be in the hands of as many people as possible, and so why not? Why not, for my birthday, give you guys this gift? So there you go, 50% off. Not often you'll find a sale like that, but I just think health is priceless. It's truly priceless. You just cannot put a price tag on your health, but why not just cut the price in half for my birthday? So happy birthday. (laughs) I'm coming up on 50 soon um, in my 48th year here, and it's just, it's amazing. (laughs) I feel great, and those principles that I've learned that have helped me, me feel awesome will help you feel awesome and even lose some weight if that's what you desire. So I wanted to get that out there to you. Also, um, put a shameless plug to share my show, my podcast with family, friends, anybody you might think of that would have any benefit from anything health-wise because there's tons of awesome health topics that we've discussed over the last more than a year, guys. We have over 50 episodes now and... You guys sharing it is what brings us out there for people to enjoy and also to, you know, get that important information that'll move the needle in their life. So get access to that through sharing. Thank you for doing that and for making a review. That really gets us um, some notice out there in Apple Podcast land and wherever you view your podcast or listen to your podcast, please type up a review on Apple. It's super easy. You just scroll down to the end to where you see those five stars Click on the star farthest to the right, the five star, and then just type up a quick review by hitting that little square with a pencil coming out the top right below that. It's a link to type your review. So why not share a review? I just got this a couple of days ago. It's pretty cool from Peoples or Peep, uh, Peepsels or something like that. I apologize if I said it wrong, but P-E-E-P-S-L-E-S. So thank you for reviewing. It says, I love this reference show. Five stars were given. This doctor does his research. He translates out of Greek and Latin into regular English. (laughs) He gives the history of the subject matter and brings it into the times we live in. Thank you, Dr. H, for putting this out there for everyone to learn from. Well, thank you, Peepsouls, for that awesome review. And five stars, really appreciate that. And if you guys haven't done it yet, please jump over there right now on Apple Podcasts. Click on the five stars and do a review real quick because I read every single one. You can also reach out to me at Modern Medicine Movement Podcast at Gmail. I read all of those emails. You can ask anybody who's written me one. I read them all. And uh, jump on over to our free Facebook group, Modern Medicine Movement Health and Wellness Facebook group, where you can also catch content. I do some live videos on there, and I would love to have you be a part of that. And of course, in this next two weeks, you got to get the course. You got to get my new course. It's half price, 50% off. Go to mastermind.com. Type Start typing my name, H-E-M, and it'll pop up. It's called Natural Weight Loss, Vitality, and Better Health Without Dieting, right? Who doesn't want to diet but wants to lose weight and wants to get super healthy? That's me. I don't want to diet ever. I love food too much, and I'll teach you how to choose the right foods, the good foods, and so much more. Anyway, enough of 
Enough of that. I want to get into it this week. I got an awesome show for you. It's something I've been thinking about a long time and something that people ask me questions about all the time. And so I thought I would just get into it. And in order to really get into it, we're going to discuss a word that I think is misunderstood by a lot of people. In fact, a lot of doctors out there, shameless plug to the doctors that unfortunately may not be super well informed. So don't mean to be calling you on the carpet, guys, but I think all of us need to really learn this term and learn it well and correctly and apply it. So what's the term? Well, the term is none other than ketosis, ketosis, you know, and I think a lot of you guys have heard that term because it's out in the health and wellness arena at spreading like wildfire, maybe in a lot of uh, venues and a lot of people are talking about it. A lot of books are being written about it. My book is not specifically on ketosis. It's sort of the anti-diet diet book because it's all about how to get healthy and then lose weight without any dieting required. I think dieting, as we know, like it's got that word die in it. Why would you want to do something that has the word die in its <laughs> word? But ketosis, we're going to talk all about ketosis because I think it's really important principle to help us in so many ways. We'll talk about the benefits. We'll talk about where the word comes from, what it means, and uh, how it plays into optimal health because I really feel like it's part and parcel to how we can really, really, really get healthy in a way that is natural, in a way that our body is familiar with, in a way that our body is designed to be healthy. Like literally, guys, our bodies were made for this and they've been doing it for millions of years. In fact, in recent history for at least millennia because, you know, it wasn't too long ago that we had no concept of how we could do farming or how we could stay in one spot and establish civilizations, cities, and things like that. That's only been about several thousand years that we've been doing that. But prior to that, you know, we were wandering, we were gathering, we were hunting for our kill. You know, we'd wake up in the morning just just full of energy, ready to tackle the day and go out and get it, right? How would you guys want to wake up every day with that same amount of just supercharged energy to just go out and get it and have that energy there waiting for you without having to partake of any food, anything, when you first wake up. You have that resilience, you have that energy, and, and part of that is this process called ketosis. So what is ketosis? Well, it's just a natural metabolic state. It's a, it's a state of metabolism. And often this gets confused with the medical term that I was taught, you know, 25 or so years ago called keto acidosis, which is a very different situation altogether. And it's the one that most physicians are like, oh my gosh, that's going to kill you because ketoacidosis is a true medical emergency. And I understand this as well as anyone because I've treated literally thousands of patients over the years with ketoacidosis in my specialty, which is in the ER where the action happens. You know, I'm a board certified physician and I've taken care of this emergency many, many times over the years, and it is completely different and not the same thing as a nutritional, natural ketosis, which is what we strive for um, at times to be able to optimize our metabolism. And so ketosis is a natural metabolic state, 
And I'll talk all about how you get there, what it means, the benefits, but it's very, very, very different from ketoacidosis, which is basically a buildup of acid in the blood. Your pH drops because you get acidic and it's super dangerous. And typically this happens in type 1 diabetics who don't have insulin or can't produce it. Their pancreas is not working well and they get really high blood sugar and their insulin is not able to, you know, account for the sugar in the blood to bring it down. They get an acidotic or an acidemia, uh, it's called, or, or acidic blood, which can be super dangerous. And you, you can die from this. This is legit. This is a real emergency. And as a physician, I've treated this many, many times over the years, too many to count, really. And it's not anything like a natural nutrition, you know, ketosis that uh, we'll talk about in this podcast. So let's get that out of the way. These things are not the same. They're not interchangeable. Ketoacidosis is dangerous. It typically comes in the situation where you're type 1 diabetic usually. Nowadays, it occasionally does happen with type 2 diabetics um, when their sugars get super duper high, but usually not so much in type 2s because they do have insulin. In fact, most type 2 diabetics have a lot of insulin and they have more of a problem with what's called insulin resistance, whereas type 1 diabetics can't really make insulin. So they have very little insulin, which is why they get into this ketoacidotic state. Another group of people that sometimes will get into a ketoacidosis is alcoholics, that folks that drink a lot that have just boxed their liver. They've totally you know, um, damaged their liver and their liver is having trouble you know, accounting for the state that they're in, which is more of a kind of a starvation mode where they're, you know, just drinking their alcohol for calories for any period of time. And they can get into this cycle called alcoholic ketoacidosis, which is also a dangerous state. It has acid in the blood and, and um, it's something I've seen many, many times in the ER as well in my specialty as a physician. But these are not anything like a nutritional, a natural ketosis, which is what we will talk about in this podcast. So are you guys ready? Are you ready to hear about ketosis? We are going to get into it with ketosis. Ketosis, the natural form of ketosis that actually is healthy and is a, is a very helpful uh, thing to have in our toolbox, so to speak, right? I'm all about using all of the things that are helpful, all of the things that are useful, because unfortunately in our society, and it's, you know, I'm, I'm not casting shame. In fact, I was one of the people that had this same issue where we have a dependency. We have a dependency in our modern society, almost anywhere in the world on carbohydrates. And we got to figure out how to ditch this dependency. It's literally dependency and it's as strong as a dependency as anything else. It's almost like a drug addiction because sugar or glucose or carbohydrates, which are basically all the same thing, are problematic. They are addictive, like as much as cocaine it has been studied to, to show that it's that addictive. I mean, I've talked about that in previous shows and uh, modules and things, but it's so addictive and it does develop into a dependency situation. So in this, in this you know... Um, episode in, in this module, we are going to talk about how to ditch, ditch that dependency, how to get rid of it, how to overcome this 
this thing that unfortunately the overwhelming majority of us in the world, 88% of us in the world, that's almost nine out of 10 of us have some degree of carbohydrate dependency. And we're going to learn how to ditch it, how to get rid of it. And it's going to be awesome. So <laughs> first of all, let's, let's talk a little bit about a um, little bit of the background behind it. So anyone who has any degree of insulin resistance, and this is something I've talked about a lot over the years, will have some element of carbohydrate dependency, okay? Because that's sort of what causes, you know, insulin resistance is anytime we're eating carbs or sugar or anything like that, what goes up? Glucose goes up, then followed by insulin. And then we just, if we do this too often, every meal or even more than every meal, like snacking between meals, if we're eating anything that has carbohydrates in it, insulin is going up again. And so we're getting insulin resistant and at the same time, carbohydrate dependent. <laughs> and so it is not awesome because it literally wrecks our metabolism in so many ways, right? We've talked about this as well, how carbohydrates are not the cleanest energy source. They actually burn really dirty. Imagine that diesel engine burning a lot of heavy, sooty, crappy exhaust. And not only do they burn dirty, they cause a lot of waste products. Uh, they cause a lot of what are called free radicals and oxidative damage. They actually damage our machinery. Like they're really bad for our mitochondria, which are those super important powerhouses of the cell that are devoted to giving us all that energy that we ever had, that we ever needed, that we ever will need. And we need energy, right? And our mitochondria, when faced with glucose, it is not awesome for them. It's actually damaging for them because it's dirty energy. It produces free radicals. It causes oxidative stress and damages. It causes inflammation. Remember, I, I've talked all about inflammation in the past and how inflammation may be at the root of all illness and it's primarily caused by these dirty carbs, which are most of the carbs, which are basically anything uh, processed that has a bunch of refined sugars and grains. And I'll just add to that, um, I'll add to that the seed oils because the seed oils are also super inflammatory. They're super dangerous for our health and they also cause free radical damage. And this oxidation. So they are also not awesome. The seed oils are not awesome. And uh, I've talked a lot about that in separate uh, previous shows. And I will continue to talk about that because until we can literally get rid of them in our diet, and we can basically be done with the seed oils, we are not going to be able to be in our optimum state of health. They are too damaging. They are too problematic. They are too um, inflammatory that we just can't have them in our diet. They are horrible, horrendous, horrific. All of the badness is the seed oil. So we're going to talk uh, not much about that because I've touched upon it in other venues and on previous um, issues, episodes, modules, uh, all kinds of times I've talked about it. So we're not going to specifically... Um, talk about the seed oils here, but I have to, for completeness sake, mention them because they are powerful in a negative way. <laughs> They're not awesome. So, so we're going to talk about how we can break this cycle, break this carbohydrate dependency cycle and ditch 
the carbs, ditch the glucose to a great degree because most of it and most of it that we have access to is not awesome. You know, it's all the stuff that comes with a label. It's all the stuff that comes with a, um, you know, a barcode, a label. You know, you guys know what I'm talking about. It's literally the stuff that we have access to all the time from the grocery store, right? Anything that comes with a, a label or a, a code, you know, one of those barcodes, I mean, those are typically the not awesome carbohydrates, right? They're processed, they're highly refined, they're horrible, they're not awesome, and we got to ditch them. We got to get rid of them because they are inflammatory. They are the root of almost all disease. They cause damage to our mitochondria. Like, they are horrible, and they are what primarily makes up most of our sad diet, right? The so-called standard American diet, or what I affectionately call the sad diet, is the carbohydrates, the highly refined processed carbohydrates. So we got to get rid of them. We're going to talk about how to do that and how that involves the natural process of ketosis, right? Because if we're not uh, processing sugar all the time, we go into ketosis, um, which is actually, in most cases, a good thing. And we don't have to be in it all the time. We're going to talk about how to get into it naturally, how we can get out of it, how we can easily jump back into it. And that's the whole process of metabolic flexibility that I've also talked about before, is that we can bounce seamlessly between macronutrients. You know, we can eat like I did this morning, or, well, almost lunchtime. I ate at about noon uh, my favorite breakfast. I had eggs, you know, four of them. Eggs, I had... Um, high-quality um, grass-fed and finished sausage with the eggs from the Teton Waters Ranch, which uh, I would advocate for. I don't get sponsored by them, but uh, I love their products. They're grass-fed and finished. And I had uh, avocado, you know, a couple of avocados. So it was basically a high-fat and some-protein breakfast, with which literally had no carbohydrates. And that's both by design and over the years that I've been super interested in having my best health ever, I've actually really started to like the things that are not carbohydrate laden. I've started to love healthy fats, healthy proteins and things that are natural. So I, I started, well, I didn't start my day off, but I started my eating today off with that fat laden meal, but it's all healthy stuff. And guess what? It's going to burn clean. It doesn't mess with my energy as far as a big drop like carbohydrates, as we know, after we eat them, what do we get, you know, an hour or two or three later? We get that slump, right? Why do we get that slump? Well, when we eat carbs, the glucose goes up, as does immediately following pretty much the insulin. And mind you, the insulin goes up literally to try to do what it thinks is right and save our life from basically that diabetic ketoacidosis or the ketoacidosis that could happen if our blood sugar went through the roof and there was nothing to help it go back down again. I mean, insulin literally is trying from its perspective, its point of view, it's trying to save our life from ketoacidosis because when you get a super high blood glucose, it sparks that whole process called ketoacidosis, which as I said at the outset is extremely different than ketosis and it is life-threatening. And so the insulin is doing what it's supposed to do. It's trying to bring down that glucose so that we don't die of ketoacidosis. And in the process of trying to literally save our life, it's making us fat. <laughs> because as we remember, only about 4% of our total energy storage in our entire body, maybe even less than 4% in a lot of people, 
is in the storage form of glucose or of carbs, which is the glycogen, right? The glycogen in our liver and in our muscles primarily makes up at most 4% of our total energy. So 96% is fat because that's what happens when we eat too many carbs. They literally go straight into fat. Thank you, insulin. Thank you, insulin, for saving my life and not having me die of ketoacidosis from that super high blood sugar spike that otherwise would have happened without insulin around. But what does it do? It literally takes that glucose and turns it straight into fat, straight into fat because the carb you know, uh, storage form is such a small total value compared to all of the energy in our body. It's only at 4% at most, you know, they say between 400 and 600 grams of carbohydrates stored in our body. That's in the form of glycogen at any point in time is the max. And that is like nothing compared to the pounds and pounds and pounds and pounds of fat that all of us have. And it's like not even a hundredth part of the energy that's available. Like it's that little yet in the sad diet, the standard American diet, we are eating two thirds of all of our energy in the form of glucose or carbohydrates, I should say, which gets, you know, processed and digested into glucose, which ultimately for the most part, 96% of the time lands as fat and literally makes us fat. So it's not necessarily the fat that makes us fat. It's the carbs that make us fat. And what's interesting about this is that this was well known maybe 80 years ago, like, for example, my grandmother used to say, you know, I talked to her about this many years ago, but she always cooked with fat, either lard or natural butter, real butter, or, you know, she was famous for using those bacon grease and drippings. She was famous for that. And I always thought, gosh, that just seems kind of gross, right? We're using the leftover bacon. And then she's, Fried me an egg in it, but you know what? It tasted awesome. <laughs> and she understood that those healthy natural fats were okay, and that didn't actually make you fat. And if you asked her, and, you know, she's been unfortunately passed for, I think, about 10 years now, um, she would have told me that, hey, Thomas, you know what? It's not the fat that makes you fat. And she did tell me this, maybe not exactly in these words, but it's the carbohydrates, the sugars that make you fat. She actually understood this. And it was a well-known thing, you know, for the first half of the 20th century from 1900 to 1950, you know, the people that were alive and thriving, they knew that. They knew that natural fats were just fine. And we'd been eating them for thousands of years, right? They ate the whole animal, you know, if they found a, a deer or, or hunted a buffalo or whatever, they literally ate the whole thing, nose to tail, everything. The bones, the fat, the connective tissue, you know, they got their collagen naturally that way. They ate everything. They'd wasted nothing on that animal. They ate it all. And guess what? They didn't get insulin resistance. They didn't get carbohydrate dependence. They didn't get diabetes type 2. They didn't die of cancer. I mean, they didn't get any of that crap because they didn't have insulin resistance because they ate healthy fats. And so she knew this, and then it all changed in the 1950s and 60s when this dude named Ansel Keys had in his mind that this fat was the enemy. It's really not, but that's what he purported, and that's what he proposed, and that was his hypothesis. And so he reached out to get data that supported that. And all the data that didn't agree with him, guess what he did? He hid it, buried it, threw it away, ignored it. And so he basically, almost single-handedly, and a couple of his buddies, researcher friends, were responsible for the U.S. FDA guidelines that said we need to cut the fat, we need to do low fat. And we all know where the story is headed. They substituted, you know, these artificially created 
plant-based fats, the margarines, the Crisco's, all of this kind of plant-based garbage that was created as an alternate or substitute for real fat. And they told us, hey, ditch the bacon, ditch the eggs, ditch the, the real butter and substitute it for that uh, promise or that, uh, you know, shed spread or whatever that, you know, I, I, I know I lived through it. My mom was like, you know, she totally, as, as a kid, she didn't remember the fats thing being okay because she was a little younger than my grandmother, but my grandmother knew it. And she was super hesitant to switch from her, you know, natural butter and bacon grease to cook the eggs and stuff like that to substitute it for this shed spread and Crisco's and all this other garbage, the promise that was out there because she knew better. She knew that carbs made you fat. But in the last 50 to 80 years, we've just forgotten that. It's sad. It's really sad. And what did that do to society? Well, we went basically with this low-fat diet into being the fattest people in the history of this world. Literally, all of us as a people, a world, a country, wherever you're at, it's literally been the biggest obesity epidemic that we've ever seen. And this world has happened in the last 80 years due to the, who would have guessed it? The low-fat diet, right? Anyway, enough, enough of that. But she, my grandmother, I just pay homage and tribute to her because she knew better. And those that, you know, like her that lived, that were born in the early 1900s, like she, they knew this. You know, she was uh, 1919, I believe. And they, they knew that it was okay to eat natural fat. <laughs> and these fancy, sparkly Crisco's and Shed Spreads and Promise, they, they had great reservation about it. And they were right. And we should have listened. But anyway, I digress. Avoid the seed oils, avoid the artificial fats, and natural fat is okay and does not make you fat per se. And also, as I mentioned, these carbohydrates not only make you fat, but they make you addicted, they make you dependent, and they make you have all hosts of potential problems from the chronic inflammation that they cause, right? Because they are super inflammatory, they burn dirty, as I mentioned. And if we can't get rid of them to a significant degree, we are never going to achieve that optimal, healthy, metabolically flexible state that we want to because there's so much that we will benefit from if we get into that, that metabolic flexibility, the so-called fat burning state. Like who among us doesn't want to actually burn that stubborn fat around the waistline, you know, that inner tube, that fanny pack, whatever it is that we want to get rid of? Who doesn't want to get rid of that? Well, you're never going to get there if you continue to eat carbs because that insulin will always be up and insulin prevents, stops dead in its tracks, the fat burn. You just can't burn fat if you got a bunch of insulin. I don't care how much you exercise, hour a day, two hours a day. If you load up immediately after exercise with, you know, one of these replete bars with a bunch of carbs in there and maybe what they say is healthy protein or whatever, you're never gonna get into fat burn ever because insulin will be triggered with the carbohydrates and you'll never get to fat burn. You'll never lose that weight. I don't care how much you exercise. The calories in, calories out, stuff that we learned in, in grade school, college, nutrition classes, it's crap. And finally, people are realizing that calories in does not equals calories out, and you don't exercise more and eat less with calorie restriction to be able to lose weight um, in the long term. It just doesn't work. What works is choosing the right things. Remember, getting healthy by making the right choices, by paying attention to the source of our food. So you guys, you guys want to get into this fat burn? You want, to, you want to hear about how we do this, how we get into a safe, healthy, natural ketosis? You want to get into that? We're going to get into it. Let me just tell you, besides all the energy benefits, like you're going to 
find so many awesome benefits of ketosis. Your brain will get smarter. The brain-derived neurotrophic factor gets released, and you get pumped up. You get energetic. You get sharp, both in a you know um, intuitive, intellectual sort of brain sense, as well as, believe it or not, your muscles, your metabolism, your strength, your endurance, all of that also gets strength and energized and it just gets more optimally, you know, just triggered. It's in a good way. Like you literally can get stronger, faster, endure more. Like nowadays, the endurance running and endurance athlete trend, like they're going for this. They, they're starting to get it. Like ketosis, nutritional ketosis is a good thing. Like they want to be able to get into that fat burn because you know that everybody, including me, has literally a month storage supply or more a month worth of energy on our bodies at any given time. Even I have enough fat on my body. I know it's hard to believe I got my six pack and all that, but I still have enough fat to power my body for nearly a month without eating if I'm just burning my own fat cells, my adipose tissue. And most people have more than that. And we can dip into that only if we get into this ketosis, if we get into the fat burn state, right? So we're going to get smarter. We're going to get healthier. We're going to decrease our insulin resistance. We're going to get metabolically more active. Our, our fat's going to melt away. We're going to get stronger muscles. Like, it sounds too good to be true. I know it, but there's data to support all of it, all of it. And the cool part is it actually can be done relatively quickly. Like, we could literally be years into our carbohydrate, I'll say dependency, but I wanted to say addiction. We can be years into that, and we can break that cycle in a couple of weeks, like, Easily within one month, you can completely break that cycle with what I'm going to teach you right now. Are you guys ready? Okay, stop talking about it. Just, just get into it. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to need to reduce and almost eliminate our carbohydrates for a time. You don't have to eliminate them completely and forever. I mean, you guys know that I eat carbs, just not very many, and I'm selective. And I certainly don't eat hardly any carbs that come out of a package with a label. Like I'm really good about paying attention to the labels and, and trying to really, I mean, you go to my pantry right now today and it's like almost empty. There's almost nothing in my pantry other than some healthy coconut oil, avocado oil, you know, a couple of things like that. But there's, there's almost nothing in there anymore because most of the crap that we would typically put in our pantry has refined sugars, carbohydrates, grains, you know, these refined things that are going to, boost up our glucose, and then our insulin, and then we're going to crash a couple hours later. Like, and then we're going to want to reach for the next one, right? And that's not what we want. We want to be energized the whole day. And if we get busy because we're pumped up about some project that we're working on, or we're doing this all day hike, or like we literally can do that the whole day and not eat anything safely and easily if we're into this fat burn state. Because remember, I said we have a month supply of energy in our body at any given time. Most of us more than that. We just got to learn to dip into it and we have to ditch most of the carbs to be able to do that because otherwise we are never going to get into it because the insulin stops it dead in its tracks. It prevents it. So anytime you're eating carbs, the glucose goes up, the insulin goes up and away with the fat burn, right? Not like they said in Alice in Wonderland, away with her head. It's away with the fat burn. <laughs> like literally you will never have fat burn if you keep fueling with glucose in whatever form. And this has been proven. It's been shown. The data is behind it. And fortunately, we are finally waking up to it because this is not super new data. Well, there are super new data in addition to the old data, but it all agrees with the fact that 
to really get into fat burn, we got to ditch the carbs. And, and most all carbs, especially all processed carbs, at least for a time, we could add back in the healthy carbs that are in the not super, super carb rich vegetables. Like we don't want to be eating too many regular potatoes and things like that. Cause they just, they just got too many carbs. I mean, trust me, like, it's just not awesome. A bunch of potatoes, a bunch of oatmeal, a bunch of all these things that are super dense, carbohydrate rich and processed refined and, and, and don't have tons and tons and tons and tons of healthy stuff in them. Like it's just not worth it. And you, and you'll see as you do it, the benefits, you'll be more energized. You'll be like, I can go without that. I can go without those garbage cold cereals that leave me hungry two hours later. Like I can easily go without that. Right. There's, there's a better answer. <laughs> At least two that I know of. One is a little bit of a longer window, an intermittent fast window. And then let's uh, add in some awesome stuff like eggs and, and healthy fats. And if you don't eat eggs, Hey, a couple of avocados for breakfast. Those are my personal favorite. I think I had two this morning. I just can't get enough of those because <laughs> we want to break the cycle. We want to break the dependency. And when we do so, we will not only revive, resuscitate, enliven our current mitochondria, you know, those powerhouses that give us all that energy that we need and want and desire. We will get those better. We'll fix them. But in the process, we'll also generate new mitochondria, new ones like brand spanking new through this biogenesis uh, process, which is we can make new mitochondria and even become more metabolically flexible, more efficient, get into the fat burn, the fat adapted, keto adapted, whatever the heck you want to call it, a lot of buzzwords out there, but we will get into that fat burn state if we ditch the majority of the carbohydrates, especially the processed ones that are so bad for us, okay? <laughs> all right, it's not your fault, all right? We've been taught the wrong thing, have some grace, take a pause, take a knee and just go, okay. I've been eating crappy for a while, but it's okay. I can stop that. And you can, and you will learn how to, and it's pretty, pretty simple. Because actually, when you start eating the healthy fats and the high-fat foods like avocados, I mean, you sit down, tell me if I'm wrong, but I, I've done it a lot of times. Eat two or three or maybe even four avocados when you're really hungry and see what happens to your satiety and your hunger. It'll go away. When you eat a dense meal with healthy fats and also some protein, like if you want to throw some eggs in there too, like that literally can power me the whole day. I can go eight hours after eating that for breakfast, no problem at all, and eat nothing and have no cravings until I eat my dinner, and I'm good, you know? And then I don't get hungry, you know, at all really, but I love, I love eating, so I eat healthy stuff. But honestly, the cool thing about the ketosis bit, this nutritional natural ketosis, which is not the, the dangerous ketoacidosis, but the, the healthy one that I'm talking about here, literally, you won't be hungry. How awesome would that be, guys, to not be hungry, to not have that hunger govern your life? I mean, I, I've been there. Like, I literally would, you know, go out to study when I was in medical school for a few hours, and I would make sure before I left the house, you can ask my wife, that I had enough backup, you know, Snickers bars or whatever I was eating at the time. And Snickers bars was kind of my, my fuel of choice because I was carbohydrate dependent, like most of us are, 88% of us are. And I wouldn't leave the house without it because I knew that a couple hours into my studies, I'd feel like I needed a little boost. I grabbed that Snickers bar out of my backpack that my wife so lovingly put in there and I'd go for it, you know? And I, and you know, if you've been following me for a while, you know that I haven't had a Snickers bar in probably a decade you know, I had a funny story of one that I mentioned a while back where I literally had one in my backpack for a couple of years that she gave me for Christmas, thinking I might want it, you know, it was in my stocking. And I just literally it had been there a couple of years. Finally, I know it's gross, but I, I finally threw it out. I was like, why is this even in there? 
<laughs> anyway, it's an awesome thing. When you're into this nutritional ketosis, you actually do not get hungry or rarely, rarely get hungry. And so you can do whatever it is you need to do in your life. You know, if it's you got a long work day or you got the day off and you want to take that really long hike down the Kalalau Trail here in, in Kauai and it's like a 22-mile hike. Like you can do that the whole day and not be bothered by crap. I got to eat or crap. I, you know, I'd definitely recommend bringing water or bringing a way to get water. You know, there's plenty of water there. But you could literally do that whole thing without eating. And I've done it. I've done it a bunch of times. And I feel awesome. In fact, uh, my birthday is coming up, as most of you know. And uh, I love to do that on my birthday. It's just an awesome way to spend a birthday. But anyway, you can do that kind of thing and not be bothered by getting hungry. We don't have to, like, pack for that two- to three-hour period where you're feeling like you got to grab something. And that's a telltale sign of a carbohydrate deficiency, which if you get that, you know what that means in this day and age? It just means you're normal. <laughs> it means you're normal because most of us get that because 88% of us are carbohydrate dependent. And so we got to ditch it. And the way to ditch it is to get rid of it for the most part. We need to get rid of especially all of those highly processed refined sugars, grains, carbohydrates that are literally going to spike our blood sugar spike our insulin and then make us tired a couple hours later <laughs> we got to ditch it we got to do our little reset you know go to our pantries we got to just get rid of all that crap and you know if you feel bad you can give it to the food pantry if the expiration hasn't passed his date or whatever it is but but get rid of it get it out of your sight and then immediately you got to go shopping the same day because once you start staring at an empty pantry you're going to be like oh my gosh i'm so hungry what am i going to reach for you know uh, <laughs> so if you're going to do it Plan that same very day to go to the grocery store and pick up a healthy supply of nuts. My favorite, especially in Hawaii, where I am, is the macadamia nut. Oh, they are so awesome. They are so satiety-provoking. I mean, you eat a handful of those, and I can go another few hours. Like, it's awesome. But they're healthy saturated fat. They're natural. They're healthy. You know, throw a little salt on them. Oh, it's like heaven. I, it makes me want to have some right now. I love them so much. Macadamia nuts, almonds, you know, Reach for those if you have to grab a snack because it's healthy fat and, and not a lot of carbs. So that's what you're going to start reaching for. You know what's another cool thing that you can reach for? And you guys would have never guessed this probably. I'm going to tell you in one sec. So cacao, chocolate. The, yeah, I know you guys may be like, well, chocolate, what? Doesn't that have a bunch of sugar? Well, not if you get the like 95% cacao which is like the dark chocolate, like that stuff is actually not bad. And if you get the well-sourced stuff, there's actually hardly any sugar in there. And it's got, it's so overweight in the cacao, which is a healthy, you know, fat with antioxidants as well, like dark chocolate. And I'm not talking just like 20%, 30%. We're talking the 90 to 95% cacao. Ah, that's where the magic is. And I'm, I'm not much of a chocolate guy, but but having that little bit of a tasty whatever, like take one bite of a 95% cacao bar and a handful of Mac nuts or whatever, oh my gosh, that will be your new favorite snack if you got a snack. Like, like I've talked about many times before, one of, the, one of the most helpful things is just to stop snacking completely. But if you must, replace those carbohydrate-laden things with healthy fats. You know, the other thing I tell my kids when they get hungry, and they, they all love avocados, even my... You know, three-year-old, she'll literally grab the avocado out of my hands and she'll want to eat it because we all love avocados and Hawaii is a perfect place to love avocados because they're everywhere. 
avocados are growing on everybody's tree in the neighborhood and they're all over the place and they're super healthy and you just throw a little salt on them and it's like heaven for a snack. <laughs> I know I'm like an avocado aficionado, but um, maybe now I traded my carbohydrate dependency for an avocado dependency because I love avocados, but it replaces that need. If you feel the need to have a little snack or to eat something, grab something healthy like an avocado, put a little salt on it or like I said, the macadamia nuts are awesome. So this is the kind of thing you need to have that on the ready for when you feel that urge. Because for the first couple of weeks that you're ditching the carbs, at least for the first seven to 10 days, you're going to be like, crap, what am I going to reach for? You know, I, I, need to, I need to get something. You're just, you know, sometimes it's just a habit. Like if you're at work and you take your coffee break and you go get your latte or whatever, just go to that same coffee place if that's part of your habit and routine. And you don't want to break that and you go with friends or whatever it is. Just get the um, non-sweetened tea, you know, get the dark tea that they have there or whatever they've got that's non-sweetened or kind of a little hack that, that I've done um, is I just get that mineral water, the sparkling mineral, mineral water, and I just take and do like one or two drops of lemon in there. So that's essentially no carbs and you get that kind of different, you know, snacky kind of feeling instead of reaching for a diet soda, which has a artificial sweeteners that also spike that desire in the brain called dopamine to want more carbs and more sugars and all that crap. That's why even the artificially sweetened stuff, even though it doesn't have a bunch of carbs in there because it's so-called zero calorie, well, it's still bad for you because it keeps that loop going with that carbohydrate desire called dopamine, dopamine, that addictive sweet thing. And you know, that sweet artificial sweetener is no good because it spikes that and it can even spike insulin. Just there's a thought process that can actually spike insulin. Did you know that? You can actually make insulin spike with your thoughts. Like, doesn't that seem weird? Well, just think about it. If you're thinking about dreaming about your next meal and it's going to have all this yummy, sweet stuff in it, it's interesting because your insulin will spike even, you know, start to increase in its, its um, release and delivery and all that, even before that first bite hits your mouth because you're sort of doing that mouth-watering Pavlov's dog thing. And it's actually been shown to happen with insulin, especially with sweet cravings and stuff like that. So... The way to ditch it is we got to ditch those carbs. Everything, sugar, you know, grains, even if they're so-called healthy grains, right? Like the American Heart Association says Cheerios is healthy grains. Like that's crap. That's crap. That's highly carbohydrate rich. And it does, you know, contrary to their misleading label, it does cause insulin resistance, which will cause heart disease. I mean, tell me how I know. I mean, I've seen it in thousands of patients, even my personal family. You know, my father-in-law died at 66. And he, if you looked at him, you would say, you know, he looks like an average guy as far as he's not super obese. He's not, doesn't look super unhealthy. The guy used to run marathons. I mean, and there are people like this that are out there. They're actually active. They're runners, you know, in their head, they have that mentality. As long as I exercise, it doesn't matter what I eat. Remember that shirt I've talked about before that makes me laugh. It's the dude that that's the power lifter, but it's got the raccoon with the power lifting belt and the big, big uh, barbell. And it says, I eat crap or I exercise so that I can eat crap. Like it doesn't work that way, guys. It does not work. You can't eat crap and exercise and have it all go away. That glucose or those carbs, they still cause inflammation. They still cause damage. Even if they're not affecting your waistline that much, you are unhealthy on the inside. And so we got to ditch the carbs, ditch the dependency. I know I've said that a lot. Ditch the dependency on carbohydrates. And if we do this for a couple of weeks and we eat very little, I'm talking less than 50 grams a day, hopefully in the first week or 10 days, you're eating less than 10 grams of carbs a day because you'll really get out of this carbohydrate, you know, 
addictive, dependent state much quicker, and you'll get to see how much more energized you'll be when you start eating all those healthy fats, all those avocados, those macadamia nuts, the eggs, you know, the healthy natural fats, you know, MCT oil, coconuts, you know, these kinds of things that have the healthy oils. You ditch the carbs, which includes all those refined grains, sugars, processed foods, almost everything with a label, and also ditch the seed oils, which are usually included in that. Remember, we've talked about that a lot, those hateful eight that Kate Shanahan likes to use that tagline. You know, Dr. Kate, she talks about the hateful eight, which is the sunflower, the safflower, the canola, the cottonseed, the grapeseed, the rice bran oil, soy. Soy is the biggest one, biggest offender. Soybean oil, horrible. It's one of those hateful eight because to process it, they use super high temperatures. They often use harmful substances, things like acetone, which is like paint thinner, and other harmful substances in the processing. So they super duper, you know, kill this stuff with chemicals, with heat, they oxidize it, they make it full of free radicals to begin with. And then you burn that crap. And of course, it's going to produce a bunch of sooty, dirty, oxidative mess, you know, free radicals. And so we got to ditch those things, the carbs, which are sugars, grains, you know, all of this carbohydrate rich stuff, as well as the seed oils, you ditch that you replace it with healthy fats, you do this for a couple of weeks. And then you can kind of add back in some of the healthy carbs, those that have a bunch of fiber, you know, the vegetables, which I love that are awesome, you know, the asparagus, the broccoli, the, you know, my personal favorite, I think you guys know is Brussels sprouts. I love those. And you add those back in and they don't have tons of carbs. And as long as you're keeping that carb level down, um, you can still have carbs. Like I still have a handful of just awesome ripe blueberries or strawberries when they're in season. And so did our ancestors. You can too. You don't have to ditch the carbs entirely. Like the guys that are these, you know, ultra like sticklers for, you know, they, they rave about online how high their ketone level is. Like you don't have to get your ketone level super high, like up to five or whatever. You know, these guys are like touting how high they can get their ketones. Like you can have it at barely like 0. 0.4, 0. 0.5, this kind of nutritional ketosis, which is natural to get all the benefits and you don't have to you know, get it way up high to that, you know, ultra high ketone level, right? We don't want that. Just a slight nutritional ketosis, which you know what you can even accomplish overnight with a, once you're metabolically flexible, this is the way I do it most of the time. I just accomplish it overnight with my circadian fast. Like it's that easy guys. You do this mostly as you are sleeping. You can do this, right? We can easily go eight hours while we're asleep and you add on a couple hours in the beginning, you know, stop eating at six and then you don't eat until 8 a.m. the next day, you've already banged out 14 hours of intermittent fasting, which can get you into that fat burn state pretty easily if you're fat adapted or keto adapted or what we just call if you can be metabolically flexible. So if you need to refresh your memory on metabolic flexibility, you can back up to my previous shows and stuff. I've talked all about metabolic flexibility because that's what we desire. We can bounce between the macronutrients, the fats, the healthy ones, the healthy uh, carbs, like I said, I still eat carbs, just not a lot, but I still eat them. I eat the awesome ones, you know, and I don't eat the ones that come in a package with a label, like almost never. Like it's pretty rare that I eat pasta, for example. We used to buy pasta like it was going out of style. Like we rarely have pasta anymore. Um, we just don't. I mean, I don't even really enjoy it that much unless I'm in Italy and they're making it fresh. You know, it doesn't have all the really crappy ingredients like the highly refined ones do. I mean, I just rarely eat pasta. Now you could even substitute that for, you know, the, the zoodles, right, from the zucchini or that squash, that spaghetti squash. Like I, um, I was at an event with my wife. She does events, many of you know, and uh, 
she was doing a, a line event and they had a spaghetti squash and then we did some like meat sauce or maybe it was meatballs. I can't remember now. It was a couple of months ago, but it was awesome. I enjoyed it, you know, and I got some carbs in, but it wasn't the crap. It wasn't the stuff out of the package that had all the refined, you know, sugars, grains, white flowers and all that crap. It was actually a more natural. So there are some natural variations. Like I said, you don't have to completely ditch the carbs for the rest of your life. You know, you got to enjoy life. I'm all about moderation, but check it out. Okay, this, there's a Mark Twain quote that I came across this week, and he says, moderation in all things, including moderation, you know, is a good thing. So in other words, we can't just use this dictum moderation in all things, right? We got we to gotta also be moderate in our moderation, right? We don't want to just be, because if we're just moderate, that means we're average. And you know what the average is worldwide today? The average worldwide today is obese. Like if you, if you look at the data out there, the average person is overweight. I should say that overweight, maybe not obese, but the average person is overweight. And do you want to be average? Heck no. I want to be like exceptional. I want to, you know, I don't want to just be average. And so we can't be you know, professing this kind of like moderation and all things to the T. Like we got to be moderate, even in moderation, like Mark Twain says, because, you know, we, we got to pay attention to the, the details are important, but I'm not an extremist. Like I said, I eat carbs. I even have a dessert once in a while. And we are, when you get into that fat burn state, the, you know, fat adapted, the keto adapted, the metabolic flexibility, whatever you want to call it, when you get into that, you can bounce and you don't have to be the quote unquote perfect eater. You know, remember the 80-20 rule that I like to see. 80% of the time, you're making the most amazing, perfect health choices with your foods and stuff. And then, you know, if you want to have a slice of cake at your kid's birthday, like that's cool, you know. But just don't eat two or three or don't have a super giant piece with half a gallon of ice cream. Like, don't do that, you know. <laughs> but having a little bit is fine as long as it's a little bit. And it's, like Mark Twain says, in moderation, it's a little bit of the time. So I hope I've kind of made that really simple and understandable because it actually doesn't have to be, um, it doesn't have to be hard, right? And it can certainly be healthy. So this ketosis thing, it's not magic. It's not a cure-all, but it can be super healthy. Uh, there's a lot of benefits. We've talked about them at the outset, both health-wise, cholesterol-wise, uh, heart disease-wise. They decrease your chances of heart disease and, and decrease your triglycerides, which is a measure of your potential risk. Like, um, you know, we've talked about that before as well. You want to get your triglyceride to HDL ratio as close to one-to-one -one as possible. And you could also lose weight this way. And you could lose weight without ever being hungry. Who's up for that? Who wants to lose weight but never be hungry? Like, this could be it for you. This could be it. So I hope you've enjoyed this. I hope it's been helpful for you. I try not to get too far stuck in the weeds about it. But I think it's just so helpful to be able to share how simple ketosis can be. And the steps are not challenging. They're not overwhelming. They're not too difficult. But they are possible. They are doable. And that's what excites me. And I hope it does you too. So that's, I think that's enough for today. I think we've gone not quite an hour, but we've gone long enough. And so I want you guys to know that uh, ketosis is not just some fad that's, that's, uh, you know, a fad diet or whatever. We're not talking about Atkins here. We're talking about a healthy nutritional ketosis, which is pretty easily accomplished. And it can lead not only to all these awesome benefits, but to weight loss. And you could do so and never, ever be starving. Never be hungry. Wouldn't that be cool? 
All right, I am all about that. I'm all about the not being hungry part because, you know, being hungry kind of sucks and it makes you want to make uh, not so awesome uh, decisions, right? It makes you want to reach for those crappy snacks, which may be in your pantry, but ditch them, get rid of them. Let's ditch the carbohydrate dependency, ditch the dependency. Why don't you shout that out? Ditch the dependency, tag me, tag my podcast, uh, take a look uh, at my birthday gift. I'll put a link in the show notes, $100 off of my health course, my natural weight loss, improved energy, vitality, all of that awesomeness without dieting. It's awesome and I teach all about this stuff and do it in a simple, easily to understand and apply. I think that's where the rubber meets the road because like our good friend, you know, Tony Robbins says, execution or the doing of these things trumps knowledge any day of the week. Knowledge is not power. It's just the starting point. We got to do something about it. So that's what I'm encouraging you to do. Ditch the dependency. Get rid of all the garbage in your pantry, right? Especially all those processed sugars, processed flours, grains, all the crap that's going to spike your insulin and the glucose and replace it with awesomeness. Macadamia nuts, avocados, healthy oils, coconut, um, MCT oil, you know, and you can add this stuff to your favorite drinks and it's fine. You know, you can add MCT oil to your coffee. You can add a spoonful of real butter to your coffee. It'll satiate you. It's not going to mess with you. All right. I can't wait to see you on the next show. And I thank you so much for your support, for writing a review and check out, check out the, the course. All right. So do that. Share it with a friend, hundred bucks off for the next two weeks until my birthday, mastermind.com. Just type in my name, Hemingway, and you can get there. You can get there. So thanks again. I appreciate you. If you found any value, share it, love it. Send me a, a tag. I'll accept it. And send me an email and check out the course. Until next time, a big aloha.